0: Welcome to this podcast, From Mess to Miracle. Christianity plays a huge role in the fabric of our lives. To be honest, life is messy. Yet in the midst of the mess, God still uses us. The fact that God does is a miracle. This podcast is designed to inspire you in your walk with God and connect you with people and ministries that could be a blessing in your life. You will hear inspiring stories of believers exercising their faith to create miracles in their community. Welcome to From Mess to Miracle. Welcome. Today, my guest is A.J. Carter. He is a certified master, a life coach, specializing in relationships, management, and goal setting. He is a three-time U.S. Library of Congress award-winning writer. His books are The Manual, The Relationship Manual for Men, That's Loved by Women, GPS, Guided Planner to Success, 2021 Hip-Hop Birthday Calendar, and He's in, in Who's Who Around the World in Poetry. And he is an ordained minister. So we welcome and glad to have him on the show today. How are you doing, my friend?
1: Yay! I'm doing excellent. Excellent. Good, good. By the grace of God.
0: We all live by the grace of God. (laughs) So you you got this new book out, but I want to kind of ease you into the question before we get into that. So give me the best advice you've ever received.
1: The best advice I ever received would have been that time doesn't wait for anyone. It's the most valuable asset we have. That would definitely be the most, the best one.
0: Well, I can't argue with that. That is very true. (laughs) So for the millions of people listening at home, give us something about yourself that most people don't know. So here's your chance to confess in front of all these people about a secret. No one else Uh knows about
1: you. Confession time. (laughs) Okay. Um, what they don't know about me. Well, one of the things I'm pretty sure most people don't know is that I am sure, and I, I mean definitely sure that I am under God's protection and I can break down so many different reasons why. I mean, uh, we could talk finances and whatnot. I was unemployed for about a good five years. Most people would be homeless at that time, right? Wow! I live better than most people.
0: It's <laughs> <is> a blessing <laughs> from God.
1: I'm. Tra- I can't explain it. I really can't explain it. I've, I've traveled and everything. Traveled, ate out, unemployed. My health. I, when I first got diabetes, I walked. I I walked into the hospital just because I wanted to shut my girlfriend up at the time or whatnot because I didn't believe something was really wrong. But she knew, you know, I was getting up going to the bathroom like every five minutes or something, you know, that uh, she knew something was wrong with that. I walked to the hospital. I had a my blood glucose level of 850. Wow. The doctor didn't even know how I walked in. He said, give it another hour. I would have been in a coma. Wow. Easily. Yeah. That's crazy. That's God. That's God. That's God. Yeah. Another time, I was actually dead. My wife told me, no heartbeat, no nothing. They had to revive me. I woke up in the ambulance. That's God. I don't know why he's protecting me like this, but I'm telling you, it's God.
0: That means he's got Um, something in mind for you to do.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You know, um, I suffer... I'm a recovering sex addict. I'm recovered. I reco- i recovering from a sex addiction. That means I've had a lot of sex, okay? And um, I've never had an STD. Wow. How about that one? I went to a school where people were dying. One of my best friends died uh, because there were riots every day because they were busting into black people. So the white people didn't want us there. So every day, and I do mean every day, they were waiting outside, beating up on people.
0: Wow, that's crazy.
1: I never even got touched. I never got touched. Wow, you have an interesting life. (laughs) Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm under God's protection. That's right. I don't know what he wants me to do, but...
0: uh, Yeah, no, that's good. So let's dig into your book some. So it's a very timely book. What made you write this book?
1: When you write books, they tell you to write what you know so what i knew was women i've tried every single possible way to attract women so i've actually mastered the art and uh one of the things that i've come to realize is that it doesn't take an expensive steak dinner or anything like that to to impress a woman when you're going out on a date you can Take her for walks around the park around the lake and stuff like that holding hands and she'll feel romance and that will get you to uh be more successful in a relationship better than steak dinner so you know I, I i wrote that down so that guys could be learn how to become better fathers better husbands you know all that type of stuff
0: sure in your book, you have this quote. You says, quality time with your mate is crucial. If your mate feels she's neglected, this will make her feel very vulnerable. So dig a little deeper into what you mean by that.
1: Time is something that everybody needs, first of all. Okay. There's the same thing with relationships. You know, if you sit up there, you don't give your, your woman quality quality time, chances are she's gonna find quality time somewhere. To right, not be from you. <laughs> so, while you have the opportunity and you got first dibs, you might want to give her that quality time. You don't just come home, kick back while your while your woman is in the kitchen or whatever, and you kick got your feet up, watch your TV and all that type of stuff. No, that's the quality time. And you only get her upset when you lay back on the couch and let her do all the work because she has a job and you have a job. And why do you get to come home? And kick back while she's in the kitchen slaving or helping the kids with homework and all that type of stuff. What are you doing? How how are y'all building together doing that?
0: So what you're trying to say is that for the guy, you have to be invested in this as, as well. You can't expect her to be the one putting all the
1: effort in. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Well, that's a lot of work
1: though, dude. <laughs> the woman has to do it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So you're trying to tell people they actually have to work at a relationship. They just can't like expect it just to happen.
1: Well, I got something else in the book that goes along with that. And I compare a relationship to a car. You could run a car. It could be brand new, runs nice and everything like that. But if you don't go for tune-ups, if you don't put gas in it, or if you don't put oil in it, you put nothing in it, you get nothing out of it, and it won't run nowhere. It'll just break down. So it's the same thing with relationships. Put something in it.
0: Yeah, so for the guy who's listening to this, what are some examples of what you would call relationship tune-ups? Yeah, I know you have some in your book about dating. So what are some things that they can do to tune up that relationship?
1: Communication is the number one thing to tune up any relationship. If you communicate, and I mean deep communication, I don't mean, you know, oh, oh how, what you thought about that movie? No, I'm talking about asking about um, her likes or dislikes. Um, what is it that um, she that she feels that I need to change? How can I be a better man to you? What can I do to, you know, make you happier? Those type of things will build a relationship. Because most people, they just take whatever um they did in their last relationship that obviously didn't work because they're not together
0: um right they,
1: they bring they bring it into the new relationship and think it works for the next one but as i tell people all the time what works for miami how you dress for miami is not the same way you dress for alaska they're two different places not yet in two different relationships you have to ask this person what are they into, what makes them happy. So
0: you talked about your book came out of some of your past pain in your own life. What was a turning point that helped you realize I need to change the direction of my life because that's not where God wants me
1: to go. As I said before, um, I was suffering from sex addiction and, uh, what made me really change was a woman an older woman, I was like 33, she might have been 65, something like that. And she came up to me and told me, you know, hey, look, um, a room is going around saying that, you know, you are having sex with every woman in the building, like from the 10th floor to the lobby. You done had them all. And I was like, wow, you know, I- I've never actually thought about that. It was like, huh? Are you serious? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was for me, it was I, I saw a pretty woman, you know. I would go, go after her. I would pursue her. You know, that's, it never dawned on me the numbers, you know, how often I was doing this and all that. So from that point on, I said, okay, I need to sit back and just analyze this whole thing. And I went for therapy and I'm still in therapy today and whatnot. And that was when I was 33 today, I'm 56. So, um, you know, the therapist, help me and you know talking to me and finding out what what deeper issues are and all that type of stuff then i you know i really started getting back into god and um i was trying to find a church my uh mother-in-law said they had a new pastor pastor monty witherspoon brown and he was a young guy he might have been like 30 years old something like that and uh he was really, really good. Me and him became best of friends. And I mean, he really lowered me back into, into the house of God. Like, I'd be like, wow. He was the best minister I've heard. Now he's in North Carolina, unfortunately. But, <laughs> um, you know, it's like, he brought me back into the house, prayed with me. And, uh, I mean, I became so dedicated, but, so much dedicated into the life of God that I even became a, a, um officer in the church. So I was like, wow, you know, this, that really made me feel good at that point. Right. You know, so I was getting serious about God, you know, if I'm going to be an officer in the church, then, you know, I really got to read my Bible. I can't sit up there and have people, um, you know, they, they just regular parishioners. I'm an officer and I should be leading them. And I can't lead. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, so (laughs) be you know, really digest the word of God and whatnot, because I felt that at that point, I said. If you, if, if God is what gives you life. Why are we eating three times a day? But we're not reading our word and spending time with God three times a day and he's the giver of life. So we believe in, in nutritional uh feeding our body, but not spiritually feeding our body. And you know, I started really like I pray and talk to God. I might even do that like more than I eat. <laughs> I mean like five, six, seven times a day sometimes, you know. All right. And and uh, you know, it just turned my life around. You know, when you when you when you give your life to God, you know, you no longer want to do the things that uh, you used to do because they are of no interest to in you whatsoever. And a lot of people don't realize that and whatnot because they're trying to figure out how it's going, to, how difficult it's going to be to give up some of the things that you know they used to do. And it's it's not really that difficult if you're um if you're really feeding your feeding your soul and really serious about feeding your soul. You know, it's not that difficult. It really isn't just like if you're hungry and you eat something, how difficult it is for you not to be hungry after you, after you eat. That's true. Yeah, you that's know what I'm saying? I do. <laughs> so you got to really, it's the word of God on a daily basis, not just on Easter and Christmas.
0: <laughs> right.
1: You know? So, you know, that's what I did. And that changed my life, totally.
0: So on this journey you were on, what was the most important
1: lesson you learned? The most important lesson? That I would say that no one can be me. I'm the best at being me. So... What that means exactly is, you know, like there was a time where I would be scared to speak because I watched the other ministers. They spoke in such a charismatic way and I didn't have that charisma. And, you know, I wanted to sit up there and. Speak like them, but I didn't want to do the hooting and hollering they were doing. (laughs) So, you know. Listening to, uh, I started listening to Eric Thomas and um, T.D. Jakes and a few other people, and um, it really taught me that nobody else can be me. There's only one me. So what I bring to the table, they they may not bring to the table. I might bring bringing a missing a missing piece of the puzzle. That that's right. They not giving. You know. You don't know what people need. So you just be yourself and do you, and spread the word of God if that's what you if that's what your calling is.
0: I like to ask this question of all my guests. As we get older, and I'm I'm about the same age you are, I start thinking about legacy. So, what do you want your legacy
1: to be? Well, I got into this business because, uh, you know, I wanted to always spread education. And um, what my legacy should be is that I was successful at it. That's what I want my legacy to be, that I've helped everybody that I came into contact with to grow, to be a better person. That That's what I want my legacy to be.
0: That's a good one. I like that. Anything I haven't asked you that I should have asked you?
1: Eh. Um, no, I don't think so. Hmm.
0: Good. So tell my listeners where they can find your book and your other books so they can connect with you. And I can even okay. find you on social media, too, while
1: you're at it. <laughs> okay. Well, my email address is justaskdre at Gmail. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at just justaskdre. That's J U S T. Ask Dre D R E. So.
0: So as a as in Doctor Dre.
1: Right, same Dre, <laughs> Andre. <laughs> but I'm not a doctor. <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> and where can they find your book?
1: Okay, um, you can find my book at tinyurl forward slash
0: the manual of love. Cool. Well, thank you Dre for this. I really appreciate this. And, and you know, God's God's still using you in some great ways and to impact people's lives. So may God continue to bless what you're doing. Thank and you. um, I pray that people will connect with you and find your book and, and learn how to be a better man, a better connector with women and in, in a real positive way and leave a lasting impression on them as well. Right. So thank you for being on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate
0: it. My pleasure. Thank you for joining us this week on From Mess to Miracle. Make sure you visit our website at https://frommesstomiracle.buzzsprout.com. You can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts so you never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, I would appreciate a rating on iTunes. If you simply like to tell a friend about the show, you will help us get the message out to bless more people. If you like this show, you might want similar content, you can follow my blog at www.alightbreakthrough.org. Be sure to tune in two weeks from now for our next episode. Just remember... Out of our messiness, God makes miracles.